You are listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. I was seriously for the probably 30th time about to make the who talks first. Do I talk first? Do you talk first joke? <laughs> it's too many times. We've done it at least three, I believe. Yeah. And had the exact same conversation. Twice. Every single. At least three. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, hmm. I talked first. So. Yeah, what a time. <laughs> Oscar Isaac is great. Yes. He is. Yeah. He is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm sure we also had the conversation about the sequels and which one was, you know. So, moving on. <laughs> Uncanonize the sequels. What? Who said yeah, that? Man, let's just watch Rogue One in episode six and oh, four. Man. And I'll take five. The Mandalorian. Mandalorian is pretty great. Yep. Andor is one of the best pieces of content they've ever made. So, also, I haven't seen oh it. Oh my word. Uh, just, uh, I have to spoil this and we can always cut if necessary. We are recording this on May the 4th. Yes, that's right. What a delight. Is that what May... you think of that? No, I mean, oh. maybe subconsciously it did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> May the 4th be with you. And also with you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and with your spirit. <laughs> For any... Oh, what a delight. They're, they're actually putting out content today. Oh, they are. And I am I am desperately excited to watch it. Where um, They're doing the season where they're just like a, a small season of disconnected shorts, non-canon, where animation studios just get to run wild and make their own stuff. Just like fanfic, basically. Oh. But beautiful animation. So Very cool. That's going to be some... Some exciting content. Did not know that was happening. Yeah. Does that start today? It, I think it drops... I think the whole season of that drops today. They're just shorts. Oh, wow. But they're great. How about that? Yeah. Neato. Yeah. Well, <laughs> happy May the 4th, everybody. Such <laughs> when you're listening to this, it will not be May the not 4th. Even I hope bit. you had a May hope, the 4th that was happy. Was great. Yeah, I hope you watched your favorite film. Yes. Which is Rogue One. <laughs> Amen. That is the only <laughs> correct answer. <laughs> that is the only correct answer. Yeah. Well, you are well... Otherwise, etc. I am well otherwise. Are you well yeah. otherwise? Yeah, as far as I know. As far as you know. Yep, just going along. <laughs> Get along, go along. Gotta be hard to live hard, as Greg says. <laughs> I'm doomed. I think he says something like that. I'm so It's doomed. an old, like, army thing, I think. <laughs> I would never survive. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. The weather, the sudden turn in the weather was not to my liking, where it was, no, I was consistently uh, warm, spring, and then cold and rainy. I was unable to live hard. <laughs> That's <laughs> I couldn't do it. It's like, no, thank you. Inside with a heater on, please. Yeah, I'm just like, I am going to be in trouble if I don't mow my grass and like tomorrow. It's going to be an issue. Yeah, thankfully mine, I got it mowed last week at an opportune time and then... I did too, but I'm getting nervous. It's, yeah, mine's th- getting a little long. My, I do have a, a scheme for this, a plan. that I'm, I'm going to like cut at a higher height first instead of going all the way down to my regular short level. That way, in theory, there's not quite as much freshly cut grass that I have to push through and it could bog down the mower. Ah, uh, yes. And then I might do a second pass lower. So that way it's cut up more. Yes. But um, that might be the worst advice ever. So if you're listening and looking for <laughs> lawn advice, do not look to me. That would not be a wise thing. Ha ha ha. Wise wisdom. <laughs> which is, of course, if you looked at the title of today's episode, which yeah. surely did. Probably. It's about wisdom. Yeah, it It's is. a follow on. To wisdom. Yeah. The message that I preached right. on wisdom, that is. Not, you know, wisdom as an abstract thing. Yeah. We're um, not we can get into a discussion about platonic forms now because wisdom is. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I know what that means. It's like dogginess. Dogginess is not. I don't like that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> It's about dogs. Dogs, man. The ideal platonic dog. Oh, that's nice. Not to be confused with a dog who's just your friend. Like the old <laughs> philosophical use of the term. 
<laughs> the platonic guy. Oh, anyway, yeah. you can look into that later. Okay. At any rate, last weekend, if you are at the church, mm-hmm. you are aware, probably, I don't know, maybe you were out of town. Who am I to assume? I preached on the virtue of wisdom. Yeah. And that series on virtues. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because you only have so much time to preach a sermon. Yeah. And to try to make it kind of stick. You know? Right, yeah. You obviously can't say everything you want to say if sure, you're preaching. Sure, sure. You know, if a preacher could say everything he wanted to say on a given text or topic, we'd be in church services all day <laughs> at a minimum. Possibly. Yeah. So I like to think we're really very generous people by not doing that. <laughs> generous with their time. Yes. It's like, yeah. hey, you know what? I'm helping you out. You know, I could have made this a 400 minute sermon. Oh, instead, I have made it 40. Gee. You are welcome. Big event. <laughs> But I did want to say a little bit more about some other specific ways we can get or cultivate the virtue of wisdom in our own lives that I didn't have time to say in that message. Yeah. Because my main exhortation at the conclusion of the sermon was to start your quest for wisdom by reading the book of Proverbs, which is still, of course, something I heartily commend to you. Yeah. And you it's, it's like very accessible. You can just listen to this as you get ready for work or yeah, something. Yeah, absolutely. So. Like two minutes or something, you know, on for your real. Bible app or whatever. Just have it read it to you while you're exactly. brushing your teeth or it's making your coffee. I think anyone realizes. Yeah. It seems like a chore. It's not. Yeah. No, it's actually just, me saying that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not like the most disciplined when it comes to physical reading. But when you're like just listening, getting ready, you're like, well, that was five chapters. Yeah. What? I'm done yeah. with that already. How I can promise. this be? It actually works so well. It's amazing. Well. So anyway, yeah, if you haven't started that or you're doing that, you know, great. Good for you. Awesome. Keep it up. Love it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, <laughs> yes. what else can or ought one to do in yeah. the quest to get wisdom? Hmm. Well, here are just a few things. I'm just kind of smattering them out there, you know, throwing them out. Love Boom. It. Let's just do it. take them as you, as you want. A shotgun of wisdom. That's right. <laughs> which is not always the wisest way to try and apply things, but under the circumstances. The first thing that I would have wanted to say in addition to that is that you ought to try and find yourself a wise mentor or coach or consultant, whatever term you want to use. Someone who is a couple clicks ahead of you in a given area that you want to grow in, Mm -hmm. that you want to get more wisdom in, and then glean as much as you can from them. So before we get into how that might work, I want to say that this has actually been my favorite part of my seminary experience. It was also true of my time at Liberty, but for some reason, I don't know if it's my stage of life Mm. or maybe I'm just more willing to be the guy who's like, I'm going (laughs) to be the slightly probably annoying guy who's like, can I have 30 minutes of your time at lunch today? Can we, you know, talk? But I, I sense it's probably a more focused atmosphere, too. It is. Yeah. And you have less students. Yes. To be fair, like at Liberty, you know, slightly bigger classes. It's a smaller environment in seminary. But all that is to say, the most influential professors have been the ones who not only assign great books and teach well, because they all do that, but who embody a wisdom and Christ likeness that I want to catch, for lack of a better term, mm. and whom I've gotten to spend focused time with to yeah. ask questions and just get to know better. Yeah. And it's also, that's like very cool that because of that environment, you get the opportunity for like a more focused, more engaged, mm-hmm. like a lot of people probably don't have that. Or I think if you had said this to a younger version of yourself at Liberty, yeah, the access is not always there. Right. And it's really cool that like, that's something like new you got to engage and discover. Right. Yeah. It's also unique because I mean, at the end of like the class day when we're all hanging out, the professors just want to come hang out with you, <laughs> you so know? Cool. So, but anyway, so that has been very influential for me. And 
I get that maybe some of that sounds self-evident to a group of us. You know, like, what? Well, yeah, of course. Like, if you know someone wiser than you, why wouldn't you, you know, want sure. to <laughs> seek them out and glean from them? But I do think I would guess for a bulk of people, and I'm basing this anecdotally just on my own experiences from talking to people, mm-hmm. that the reality is that one, just plain and simple, many of us aren't seeking wiser folks out. It's one of those things we look at and we're like, oh yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I ought to do that. Sure. Like a million other things that sound like you <laughs> ought to do and you just, right. you know, just never happen. Yeah. And or two, we misunderstand the role of a wise man or woman and how that should factor into our lives. Mm. Because rather than having them help us make wise decisions, I think we can fall into the trap of wanting them to make wise decisions for us. Like kind of live our lives for us wisely. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah. We would rather have like an effortless answer than yes. like guidance a lot of the time. Right. Yeah. We want like the microwave Google <laughs> wise person, right? You know, where it's yeah. like I put in question, I get answer. Thanks for that. But they can't live our lives for us. No one can because we're each held responsible for our own selves and our own lives as scripture makes clear in places like Ezekiel 18 and elsewhere. So as far as not seeking wiser folks out, I think some of this might be just because we're aiming too high. Oh, you know? really? Yeah, well, like, I think it's easy to look at some high-profile figure whom we just don't have access to. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we're like, well, I'd love to be mentored or helped mm. or c- coached by them, but there's no way I'm ever, you know. Yeah. I'm never getting one-on-one time with Matt Chandler, yeah. you know? Ethan Hawke <laughs> won't return my calls. Yeah. <laughs> It's very strange. I said yeah, fan mail and everything. <laughs> or, you know, I mean, you know, Leonardo da Vinci is dead. He's so, dead you know, man. you can't, uh, you know, he can't teach you how he, no. you know. Invented scissors. <laughs> How'd you do that, man? With the axle and the cutting edges. Wow. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's one part of the problem. So, in terms of that, I mean, you just have to think more realistically. Grandparents, supervisors at work, sports coaches in the local area, whatever the field may be, Mm. you may be able to stretch a little higher if they're local, but you need to think realistically. You know what I mean? (laughs) But then I also think sometimes it just feels too intimidating to broach this subject. Because, like, what happens if they say no? Or Mm. what if this doesn't go the way I hoped it would? (laughs) You know? Definitely, definitely. I think like, how do you even ask that? Or or what expectations do you set in that conversation? Like, uh, how, yes. how specific do you get so that it doesn't feel like you're you're like lashing them to every nuance of your <laughs> That's life? Right. Be my mentor in all things. <laughs> my problems are your problems. <laughs> I'm going to follow in your dust. I want to know how you brush your teeth in the morning. <laughs> Left hand or right hand? Do you switch? Do you switch sides? <laughs> It's hard. It's difficult to do that. I've tried. I, yeah, no way. I'm doing that. <laughs> Inefficient, unwise use of my time, personally. No, that's a great question. And I think part of the way around that is not to ask someone broadly, hey, you're wise. Will you be my mentor? And then leave it at that. Right? Or however you'd word it, if it's very general. Uh, right. Because that's too all-encompassing. Yeah. It's just too much. You might get someone who would say yes to that. If they say yes, I don't know if they are wise. <laughs> That's strange. (laughs) Yeah, because let's step out of the stream here for a minute. Side note. You, in very rare instances, like historically, as an example, Mm -hmm. a rabbi, a Jewish rabbi, is someone like you literally follow in their dust. It's like everything they do, you're with them. Very rare exception where you get a case like that. Yeah. Yeah. Generally, if someone is living a full-time normal life, (laughs) yeah, they might not be wise if they were just like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. You know, like, oh, well, what, how are you going to, mm, mm. Debatable. Questionable. Because I do think most people are going to be overwhelmed by something like that. They're going to yeah. say, yeah, like, I don't know about that. I would literally never 
Say yes to That's me. right. <laughs> you must yeah. be in dire straits yeah. if you think I'm that far along. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not in dire straits, but I don't feel like I'm so far along. But like, yeah, here's how you play in your life. Yeah. What? But, and here's just, again, before we get back into the stream, an interesting side note that I remember being a teenager. Funny, isn't that? I remember being a teenager. <laughs> but I'm just curious if other people have this experience where I was, you know, 13, 14, and looking at the 21 and 22-year-olds in oh, my life and thinking, true. wow, yeah. they have got it put together. They're 10 Look years at what they're doing. Me, and they're actually four. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Are, are you two decades older than me? <laughs> no. Only six now. Oh, yeah. But like even just thinking about that and then wondering, like looking back, like you how actually, do other people- You have a great point in, in showing that, actually. That's that's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. So you just never know. To some, how many I am ancient. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> Like, behold, the ancient of days. <laughs> um, probably shouldn't make that joke. But anyway, so back into the stream here. If you are seeking someone out for wisdom and you want help, I think the key is to make it as specific as you can. Yeah. Uh, for example, if you're wanting some parenting wisdom, if you're in that stage of life, you might find a dad or a mom who's a few clicks ahead of you. Maybe they have a couple more kids older, whatever the case may be, and you say to them, hey, really value the way I see you raising your children, and I'd love to benefit from some of your wisdom. So could we get coffee once a month for the next year and talk about parenting? Mm, Very specific. Yeah, that that is significantly less weird than anything I have imagined. Because, <laughs> like, honestly, it, it feels both strange and daunting to ask any part of this, like, of another person. At, sure. at least to me. It's probably sure. not how everyone feels. But I'd start thinking of caveats, like, this arrangement may be helpful about X topic, but we disagree about Y. And I'm not sure I want to wade into those waters. And it's like, mm-hmm. how, how, like, entangled are our lives about to become when I just want, like advice on a particular issue but your example feels so much more natural and <laughs> logical like like you've done x longer than i have what did you learn that could help me sort that out in my own life kind of thing it feels it feels approachable for like both people because it doesn't no. feel like you're asking someone to like be a steward of your life right you're just asking yep. them for like what they learned and how that can help you and that um that feels accessible yes you can apply that i think to any field in which you want to benefit from someone else's wisdom yeah, yeah. if they're you know approachable and kind about it and seem like they'd be willing to want to share that mm. Because if you try it like that, I'm going to say that your success rate will probably be much higher. And it's because you've specified what you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. You've put a limited time frame around it. Oh, yeah. And I think another part of this is you've paid a high compliment to them. True. I think most people will be flattered if you ask something like that and in a good way. Because I'm thinking about how I would feel if someone was like, hey, I really appreciate this that I see in you. Could you spend an hour with me once a month for the next six months and just oh, yeah. tell me more about that? Like, Oh, wow. Like someone sees that and appreciates that. I'd love to hand that down, you know, whatever that may be. But the purpose of this should not only be to get their concrete application of general truths, right? Because just as a reminder, that's how we're defining wisdom in the uh, classical virtue sense of the term is that it's the ability to take general truths and put them to practical use. Okay. So when you're doing this with someone, yes, they can help you make some very specific decisions, but... Your, hopefully your point in doing this is to get wisdom for yourself. So what you're really wanting to catch is how they go about translating God's truth into practical choices. So ask them how and why they come to the decisions they do. Because that way, when the year or however long the time frame is, 
when that's up, you have gotten a base of wisdom for yourself that you yeah. can then spin off of. Yeah, you're like you're getting a methodology for making decisions, not like a pre-made set of flashcards. Yes. Yeah. Again, to use the Logos Bible software example that I used in the sermon. Yeah. I learned a lot of tips from that guy named Morris Proctor. And because of the way he taught it, it's not as if I have to always go back onto the Logos website and put every single question I have about like, how do I use this in Logos into the search engine there? Like yeah. he taught me enough that I'm like, oh no, I can figure it out now. Yeah. Like I see like, oh, he he did this function this way. Okay, now if I try this function that way, it'll probably give me a different result. And sure yeah. enough, oh yeah, that's how it, it's a base of wisdom. All right. So there's that side of things. But, and no one's going to be surprised that I'm saying this, <laughs> I'd also be remiss to say that reading good books yeah. is another way to get the wisdom of your elders and have that poured into your own life, which is another benefit of reading that I don't think I've talked about a lot on the podcast necessarily. It's probably implicit. and I'm sure it's self-evident to most people, but always worth saying. Reading old books, especially, you mm. get benefits there you don't get with podcasts and movies because like, for example, no one has yet made a movie about Augustine's confessions, <laughs> right? And even if they did, and even though I'd watch the blazes out of it, if it was well made, um, I've already got a cast in mind if they make like an Augustine <laughs> biopic. I've, I've got that awesome. in mind. Chances are extremely high that the best books written by the wisest people of the past are never going to be converted to any modern media. Mm. Yeah, it's just a different format. Right. You might get some of them in audiobooks, I guess, if you want to be like very typical. Like, oh, it's a modern <laughs> media. It, it is. Though I would argue that most ancient people didn't read books silently to themselves. Also, they had them read aloud yeah. by someone else to them. Anyway, uh. all that is to say, there is a ton of wisdom you can glean from history, philosophy, poetry, fiction, mm -hmm. that you go to those sorts of works for different reasons that you might watch a movie yeah. or listen to a podcast, which again, I'm not one of these guys who wants to say, no, there's no place or time for I love movies. Like, oh, absolutely. I love podcasts. I would not receive it either. <laughs> it's like, listen here, buddy. But that is to say, again, what I'm often, and you'd think I'd get over it, but so shocked by is that if you read a lot of these older guys and gals, 90% of the questions that I'm asking, and mm -hmm. I think, wow, I don't know if anyone's dealt with that. It's like, oh, yeah, no, uh, yeah. Boethius dealt with that. 1500 years ago amazing like and it's right there it's just well worth carving out some time and, and again it doesn't have to be a ton either like if you just said like oh yeah you know what maybe i'll take 10 minutes a day for mm. you know my 10 minute wisdom window for uh so you like that little 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 uh little alliteration there but you're uh you know you read 10 minutes of an old wise dead person there's a lot to <laughs> glean there you know yeah and again the same thing it's good to get specific answers to specific questions from those books but even better to read and try and understand how and why a person comes to the conclusions they do yeah yeah so here's a concrete example of that i have literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of commentaries yeah. on books of the Bible. Very helpful tools written by very wise. <laughs> like some of these are written by people who have devoted their whole career to studying one book of the Bible. Yes. Your whole career <sighs> given to studying Ephesians. Your whole Dang. career, whole thing. You're going to glean some things from that person. Yeah. But still, what most interests me about reading a commentary like that is not the bare conclusions they reach about a text. Mm. I want to see how and why they get to the conclusions they get to. Yeah, yeah. That is the most beneficial thing. Hmm. I think that's actually a danger that some people can run into reading commentaries as an example, is they'll want to read it and just know, what did Matthew Poole think about this verse? Oh, that's what he thought? That's what I think now. Oh, okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but 
is the caution here like maybe not testing the veracity of someone's claims or being cautious of how quickly you adopt a view that without necessarily tracing how someone got there? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Because you do that and one, yeah, you don't know how they got there. Maybe they're just pulling that out of thin air. Right. And they have no basis for making that decision. The second thing is, is if you do that, you will be held captive to the winds and whims of the last person you read. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, like, well, I read Matthew Poole on this verse one month ago, and I thought what he thought. And now I'm reading Matthew Henry, and now I think what he thinks, even if it's completely different. <laughs> Nothing wrong with changing your mind course, if the evidence yeah. causes you to do that. Right. But all that is to say, when it comes to seeking wisdom, if you really want to get it for yourself, you want to understand how and why people get to where they get. And that's how you can get wisdom for yourself in a very concrete and practical way. So there you have it. Yeah, very good. Go get yourself some wisdom, friends. Hopefully you got some wisdom today. That'd be nice. That's how I've gotten most of my wisdom is by doing just what I told you right there. Any wisdom I do have, it's not. It's it's from them. So anyway, if you found that helpful, uh, you want to leave us an honest five-star review. Yeah. The old Apple podcast platform. Thank you to those of you who have, by the way. It's it's much appreciated. Yeah. Very grateful for that. Wise move, as you said. And uh, if you have any questions on this or any other topic, you want to try to... some stuff as always you can email us at podcast at horizonschurch.net well thank you as always for listening and we'll catch you next time